Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It took a fortune cookie one day and said to reach distant places you must take the first step. Tinkering and wanting to tinker and try different things led to the idea of Bowhunter Box Club. This is cool, but you can't go get it on every shelf at Bass Pro. You can't go to every store across the country and get it because I've had subscribers reach out to me and say, wow, this is something I never would have thought of or bought on my own, but I'm glad you sent it to me because this has improved my consistency already. If you're new to bow hunting, this is a great way to build up your inventory of products. Hey guys, it's Jason Felt with Bowhunter Box Club. You're listening to Living Country in the City, episode 29. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Hey y'all, thank you for joining me for episode 29 of Living Country in the City. So, there's countless box club offers out there catering to all different kinds of people and interests from fishing to shaving, exercising, skincare, whiskey, just about anything and everything you could think of. None of them ever really appealed to me until I recently came across a newcomer to the arena, Bowhunter Box Club. Today I'm talking with Jason Felt, owner and operator, among other things about what makes Bowhunter Box Club so special. So make sure you stick around until the very end to find out how you can get 10% off the first month of your subscription, as well as $10 off your first year of the VIP Pass-Through Club. Jason, thanks for hopping on the line today. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. So uh, why don't you give the folks uh, just a quick intro, kind of a, about yourself, maybe your history with hunting and the outdoors. Well, um, myself, uh, my history with hunting kind of starts uh, a little different than most. I didn't grow up hunting um, like a lot of uh, the people I've been getting in contact with, Um our family was in the city in Dallas, Texas, and uh, not really exposed to much hunting, but it was something um, my family had all grown up on farms in, in northwest Kansas and in the country and hunting, and it was always something that I wanted to do, but it took getting out of college and uh, and kind of getting a job and getting some of my own money to get uh, established to be able to go hunt, and then uh, thankfully I was uh, blessed to have my buddy Eric come into my life and uh, 
our wives were cheerleaders together in high school and we went on a little weekend trip together and on that trip we were talking about stuff and hunting was his favorite thing in the world to do and I was like you know I've always wanted to go but and I was like I bought this rifle and and I've always I've never shot anything but paper with it and he goes well we'll change that and that fall he took me out to uh to the lease that his family had and uh you know the rest has been history and I've been hunting with him and his family for a few years ever since and it's been really awesome. So got introduced to hunting out there, um, which has been phenomenal. And then right about that same time, Eric was starting to get into bow hunting. So as I was getting introduced to hunting for the first time, I also got introduced to bow hunting and bought a bow. And um, about a year into that hunting journey, I shot my first deer with a rifle uh, one afternoon. And the next morning decided, hey, I'm going bow hunting. And uh <laughs> actually got my first doe with a bow that next morning. So my first two deer uh, were within like an 18-hour period, one with a rifle and then one with a bow. And that was a, uh, uh, you know, I've been hooked ever since. And obviously, you, you get to introduce that adrenaline rush from bow hunting. And, and uh, man, it, my, my rifles, while I'm certainly not uh, beyond uh, rifle hunting myself from time to time, uh, my rifles get neglected now because of the old stick and string. <laughs> Well, yeah. man, talk about a way to start. Dang. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, oh, hey, come out hunting this weekend and then boom, boom. Like, yeah, it's in Texas. We do hunt over bait and yet it took me a year. And we hunt in an area with a very high density deer population. Like there's deer all over the place, uh, whitetail and axis deer. And it's awesome. But, um, man, I, uh, I, they, we joked about the curse that I had because one of the first times I went out, I did have an access deal come out, but I was, I got all excited. I'm like, well, I got to wait and see what else is coming in there. Like, <laughs> why didn't you shoot it? And, uh, especially cause it would have been my first deer. And, um, you know, jokingly it was the start of the curse and it took about a year before I really was presented a real opportunity again. Uh, lots of mornings and afternoons out there hunting and, uh, which even if you're not seeing stuff or shooting stuff it's incredible to be sitting out there and just disconnect from the world from time to time and uh so yeah it's been a awesome start to that journey absolutely and i definitely i definitely know what you mean about neglecting the rifle it's funny you know i mean i would say that that guns and, and shooting rifles is what kind of got me started on this whole i don't know living country path if you will uh right and it's you know i used to I used to be part of this program and I used to help teach rifle marksmanship. And then that kind of, then I started developing an interest in, ah, you know, hunting sounds interesting. I want to start checking this out. And so, you know, I started following these hunters on Instagram and getting really interested in it. And all of a sudden I start seeing these people shooting a bow and I'm like, Oh, that looks interesting. And, uh, I end up, end up at Bass Pro. Uh, I was out visiting my, some family, uh, out by the Bass Pro here in Southern California. And, um, <laughs> I go up and I made the mistake of, uh, going up to look at bow prices and, you know, of course they sent over the really cute girl, uh, oh, and she, yeah. you know, she was, she was sitting there and showing me the stuff on the bow. And then all of a sudden, before I realized it, she's like pulling stuff out and dropping it on the bow. And suddenly I blacked out and I was walking out the door with, uh, with a brand new compound bow all set up for hunting. <laughs> and uh, I, I got to my I got to my uh, my brother's place, and my whole family was there. 
and I walk in with the case, the you know, big old hard case with a bow in it, and everyone's like, "What did you do?" <laughs> I'm like, I, "I may have taken a trip to Bass Pro on accident." <laughs> yeah, I accidentally started an obsession. Oh my gosh! And it's that was two years ago, something like that. At this point, um, you know, two two and a half years ago at most. Uh, and it's I've thought about nothing but bow hunting since it has just been. I mean, obsession, I don't even feel like correctly describes it. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's those crazy people that that's all they can think about, you know, it's over the top. It's like if you listen to Joe Rogan, he talks about it. He's like, even if you're not hunting, just shooting a bow has this zen-like experience that's just incredible. Like, especially, you know, we talk about when you're out hunting, how you can disconnect from the world a little bit, like you do that just shooting a bow in your backyard or wherever you can do it. It is a way to, you're not worrying about your cell phone, your email, your anything else. It's literally like you pull the trigger on that release and now uh, you watch that arrow fly and hopefully hit its mark. And that's an incredible feeling. Whether you're shooting 20 yards or a hundred yards, it's, it's it, even on a compound bow that, that they're so accurate and that you got the, all, these awesome expensive sights and everything even from 20 yards, it's still incredible that, you know, I just made this arrow fly and hit that mark. Uh, and it's just the best feeling, man. No, totally. But my journey, into it kind of, kind of start, it's when it started with rifles, even though it was like well before I ever got to hunt the, like about once a year or every couple of years when we would go up to Kansas to my grandparents' farms to go visit, um, especially on my dad's side. Um, it was always funny cause you know, they would drink Cokes or as they call them in that part of the, the world, a pop. And uh, <laughs> my grandma would save all those cans. And when we would get there, there'd be all these brown grocery bags full of uh, Coke cans waiting on us. And the first thing we would do is bug my grandpa or my dad or my uncle or somebody to take us into town to the store so we could buy a box of 22 ammo. And we would go stand out there with this 22 rifle bolt action, and we would go through a box of, of 22 rounds standing there with a rifle way too big for us, completely freehand with iron sights, (laughs) shooting these Coke cans. And the cool part about that is that that taught my brother and I to be very accurate with a rifle, learning that way at a young age, which was fun. And uh, so we were always so excited to get up there and go shoot. And then, you know, obviously later in life, turn that into into hunting. And uh, getting into bow hunting, when, when my buddy Eric first got his bow and I'm getting introduced to hunting and he's going to bow hunt for the first time, um, where we hunt, we do have access deer, as I mentioned, which is an exotic, it's their free range. You can hunt them year round. So when we went during bow season and he's going out to try to get his first deer with a bow, thankfully we were able to tag along cause you could hunt access deer with a rifle and just watching him have a bow. And I was like, I, I need that. And I was like, if nothing else, because living in the city, like I did at the time, obviously you can't shoot a rifle in the backyard. <laughs> um, so I was like, I can get a bow and if nothing else, I can shoot it in my backyard and you know practice and and that would be fun so i was like i'm gonna buy a bow kind of did the same thing you did i go to bass pro start looking but it's such an overwhelming thing to get into because there's so many little you know drawing draw weight you know all the accessories you need and it's just like whoa what do i need well and until you've done it for a while like you don't even know what questions to ask like it's you know, you're not like coming in this, like knowing, okay, I need to ask this, 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 and figure it out. It's not, you're in the same boat as me. It's not like we have had these like mentors that can walk us in and be like, okay, now you need to find a bow that shoots comfortably. I'm like, I don't even know what shooting comfortably means. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So 
I actually ordered mine online, like a complete, like ready to go kit. And um, it showed up at the door in a hard case with some arrows and everything. And I thought I was just like on top of the world with it because it was actually <laughs> sighted in at 20 yards pretty good. And I, did, I didn't realize that the peep sight was too low. I was leaning my head into it, everything else like that. But like, man, it was fun. It got me hooked from the beginning. And those arrows were, uh, you know, junk basically. But I didn't know it at the time. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. And so that's where people like if they want to start, they're like, oh, do I, like, I don't I don't encourage them to go get the best stuff, because honestly, a year from now, you're going to probably revamp your entire setup. Like I did that. I started with that, shot it for about a year, did end up killing my first deer with it after I'd upgraded arrows and a couple other things. And then by the next year, I had my first Hoyt. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's been a ridiculous tinkering obsession ever since then. But uh, it, it's it, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, to be able to shoot at home, to be able to go out there and, uh, you know, shoot with friends here, it's just, it's just fun, whether you're hunting or just letting an arrow fly. Well, you know, speaking of upgrading gear and getting new stuff, uh, so, you know, you, you turned into this obsessed bow hunter, um, and from there you suddenly start uh, Bow Hunter Box Club. <laughs> so... I, yes, obviously, I started Bowhunter Box Club, but it started actually a little quicker than that. A couple of years ago, getting obsessed with it, I saw somebody on Instagram uh, with a shirt that said Bowhunter across the front, real bold, and had a, uh, a phrase on the back that part of it had to be starred out. But I was like, oh, that shirt's <laughs> awesome. I was like, where did you get that? And uh, we couldn't find it. So we're like, hey, let's make some shirts and hats. And you know, I made some uh, some shirts that said <laughs> Bowhunter on them, some hats, and uh, got hooked up with a a broadhead company started selling a little bit of that and that's led to connections. And I was just like, man, this is awesome. And, and that, that little business ended up just being like a side business learning tool to lead to where I am today. And through tinkering and wanting to tinker and try different things led to the idea of bow hunter box clubs, where ideally we can provide an opportunity for people to try new gear, to try useful items, to build their, inventory of products up in a in a different way um to help people realize like there's new quality innovative products out there they may not think of um great products that maybe somebody others like opinion kept them from trying but it'll put things in their hand and let them try it and formulate their own opinion and find what works best for them but it kind of started when i wanted to test different broadheads and I do have a Bass Pro local to me, and I was like, okay, if I go to Bass Pro and I buy four or five different packs of broadheads, I'm going to drop a couple hundred bucks plus, go home, shoot these, mess them up, tear them up, do different things to turn around and just go have to buy more. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, what if we did like a broadhead of the month type thing and started thinking there and obviously seeing other subscription boxes. And I was like, there's not one for bow hunters, and there's so many great products that we all want to try or that we need. I was like, you know, we could build this into where people can try different broadheads. They can get these other items, whether it's maintenance items for their bow, something that's to help them during hunting season as a bow hunter. Um, and, you know, and I tinkered with the idea long enough and had enough people basically kick me in the ass and say, do it. That uh, <laughs> I finally, it took, a fort- it took a fortune cookie one day and said, to reach distant places, you must take the first step. And I was like, <laughs> I, went, I went home that day and I bought the domain name and I said, okay, now I have to do this. And, uh, here we are today, a few months in, and uh, man, I'm I'm loving the beginning of this journey for sure. That's awesome, man. Um, so uh, you developed this to kind of try out, so people could try out new gear, uh, find stuff that maybe they didn't realize 
they would like or they may not have necessarily taken that step. You know, like you said, crap, I don't want to, you know what, I'm I'm just going to stick with these broadheads. They, you know, they work well enough. Right. I just, I don't want to go out and drop, you know, 75, 100 bucks so I can try all of these. Um, exactly. I mean, and I'm as guilty as anybody. I can walk down the aisle of Bass Pro, Cabela's, whatever other store and look at all this stuff and it can be overwhelming and end up walking out with nothing because I'm like, well, I'm not sure what I want to try or do I want to try that. This way, it's a surprise box every month. You're going to get something cool to try out, test it out, and you're going to get more for your money. It's $40 a month and you're going to get, on average, about $70 a month worth of product. And so, you know, right there, you're already getting your value and you're going to get different things to where, you know, whether you're an experienced hunter and just want to try new things and test test different stuff and find out if does this work better than what I already have? Do I like this? Or, oh, hey, maybe I never heard of that. Like last month, we uh, featured the Precision Peep Sight. Now, Peep Sight's pretty standard, you know, round item. They took it upon themselves and created this where it's a different concept. And it was just like, wow, this is this is cool, but you can't go get it on every shelf at Bass Pro. You can't go to every store across the country and get it. And even better, there's some really phenomenal people behind that company that I got to know a little bit as we were working with them to get this product in the box. So it exposes people to their product. It helps get exposure for their company. It's a win for everybody. And the best part is I've had subscribers reach out to me and say, wow, this is something I never would have thought of or bought on my own. But I'm glad you sent it to me because this has improved my consistency already. So their peep site has a post in the middle. And you set your site pin on top of that post and you're going to get your your site and peep alignment in the exact same spot every time. So it's going to improve your consistency and tighten up your groups. And um, it was something that intrigued me for a long time and I wanted to try it. And guess what? I never bought it. But if I would have got it in a box like this, I would have tried it. Now I can't wait to get mine tied into my own bow and, and, and give it a go, you know? Definitely. So. So what's uh, and then, I was gonna say what's uh, some of the maybe some of the other products that have come through that people have really kind of either been surprised by or have reached out and said holy crap this is fantastic I you know I never would have bought this right uh, so we've had like a, a, a retractable hoist reel that was a, a pretty popular item um, we've had simple maintenance stuff like uh, you know bowstring wax you can't ever have too much of that like. Mm-hmm. to me like i always show up with like whether i show up for a weekend hunt or, or two weeks i think i bring the same amount of stuff and you know everybody else doesn't so you know if somebody needs string wax or whatever else i always like to have multiple on hand because guess what i might not leave with all of them that i brought <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll tell you i'm the worst person i have this a really bad habit of leaving my quiver uh like the one i take to the practice range and it's got all my tools in it and stuff i leave it in the car all the time and yep. so especially this time of year, I have a big black Jeep. Yeah. It gets a little warm in there, and I can't tell you how many things, how many old, you know, chapstick things of, of string wax I've gone through because they've just melted in, like, my 110 degrees in my car. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then plus, like you, know, like you said, you put it in your quiver for your practice range. You can have one in your your broadhead box. You can have one in your bag that you take out when you go hunt, like, it's something you can't ever really have too much of. Um, we featured a lens cloth, a, a Spuds lens cloth, where you can clip it anywhere on your gear and it tucks in. So even if it rains, like the cloth's not going to get all nasty. It's a microfiber cloth. Keep your rangefinder, your binos, your whatever optics you have with you clean. Um, 
in the middle of the summer. Obviously, we should all be out practicing, shooting our bows, making sure we're prepared to be, you know, the most ethical hunters possible come the fall. So, you know, you want to keep practice exciting. So we had a uh, product from Dart Bags uh, a couple months ago in May, and they were target covers. They're adhesive target covers. You could any target you use, you simply stick it to the target you're shooting, and it converts it into a game. So whether you're playing by yourself or you play with your friends, you can add a little competitive uh, nature, a little pressure on the line, and make sure you can you can step up to the situation. So we had two of those. One of them was tic-tac-toe. So a simple, fun game of tic-tac-toe with archery. You can play with your friends. And the other one was archery baseball, which was a very cool, interesting twist. And uh, we actually had a subscriber, him and one of his buddies, have this archery showdown happening and they they did a uh, youtube video of uh, their archery baseball um you know encounter with each other which was hilarious so if you ever <laughs> go over to youtube just search archery baseball and, and you see that it, it was a really cool thing also so, i'll have to post up that video on the show notes page archery baseball yep um yeah. and that's uh, as a quick note the show notes page for this episode will be livingcountryinthecity.com slash 29 for episode 29 so it'll have, I'll make sure I post up, you know, links to all your social pages, uh, the the website and everything, as well as, you know, any any websites we talk about here on the podcast. Awesome. Very cool. So, so yeah, we've had uh, some ways to encourage, like, you know, having maintenance items on hand, broadhead wrenches, um, just useful stuff, broadheads. We have more broadheads planned in the future. A lot, lots, lots of cool stuff I'm really excited about. And, you know, the response from companies as I've reached out to them has been incredible. And then even having some really great companies reach out to me. So uh, we're going to be able to put together some great offerings for people in the future. And, uh, you know, another thing is not only is it a way for everybody to try new things, if you're new to bow hunting, like we were talking about, how overwhelming it can be to try to figure out what you need, this is a great way to build up your inventory of products and get stuff to try and formulate your own opinions rather than just you know, maybe not giving something a fair shot based on somebody else's crusty old opinion, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I I will admit I'm definitely uh, definitely guilty of that, um, that very thing. But, right. Uh, I, I mean, I think we all are. There could be something where, you know, maybe somebody's been bow hunting for 40 years and, oh, you don't need that or that's junk or whatever else. Well, hey, maybe they would actually like it if they gave it a fair shot. I mean, there's so many quality products and people coming up with new things and uh, it, it's just... It's an awesome thing to do. Well, and it's not like, yeah, bow technology has changed or uh, bow hunting has changed in the slightest in the past 40 years or anything. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> right, right. So, and then, uh, you know, the last cool thing about it is, you know, we all sometimes get caught up in this world and forget to, you know, just straight up enjoy stuff. We don't have the, like, enjoyment and excitement that a little kid does and that's a shame we all should so there's a simple fact of that knowing that you have a box showing up every month and you don't know what's going to be inside it you get to watch all these people at all stages of their life get excited about that and i mean how often do we neglect that for ourselves to where i mean even you look at the holidays most of the time you either bought yourself something or you know what you're going to get and this <laughs> is a way for them to have a surprise and just that enjoyment factor alone and the responses i've been getting from it is incredible that's fantastic and you know i mean i'm i know exactly how that is. i'm the, i'm the kind of guy i order everything online and i think half of the reason i do it is just because i enjoy that moment when i'm walking home from 
from work, you know, when I when I come up to the front door and I see the package sitting there. And it's kind of to the point where I actually forget the stuff I've ordered at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not, until I actually walk up and look at who it's from, I kind of, I'm not 100, typically 100% sure what's coming. And so, yeah, it is that uh, fun, exciting, you know, there's that element of, of getting something and, and enjoying that surprise and that excitement uh, um, of new toys, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that, you know, it's no different than shooting lighted knocks. Like people will talk about that. It's like, yeah, there's so many useful benefits of those, but ultimately too, like, you know how much fun a little kid has when they run around with shoes that light up. Like I feel that way when I shoot an arrow that lights up, like, Hey, why not let your little your inner little kid out and just have some fun, you know? So, uh, that's cool, man. I love it. Um, so you've got a couple of different subscription options. Uh, you got the month to month, and then you can uh, do three, six, and twelve month prepaid, right? And uh, each one you save save a little bit uh, on the subscription. Yes. Yeah. So there, there's no contracts or anything, no, no requirements, but if you do choose to prepay for, for some plans, there's additional savings available that way. Uh, obviously the best value is the 12 month plan where you're going to get a monthly box every month for a year and you're going to get it for the price of 11. So basically a month free if you sign up for the uh, 12 month plan. So that's $440 total for the year there. And, uh, you're going to get, you know, about $800 worth of products. Um, or more, you know, sounds like a good deal to me. That's for sure. Um, and you have the VIP club here. What, uh, what exactly is the VIP club? So the VIP pass through club, what that was born from is obviously you look at a box like this, 40, $40 a month, and you're going to get about $70 worth of value, sometimes more. Um, and as a bow hunter, you know, there's so many items out there that are too large or too expensive to go in a box at that price point. And, but yet we all need them. We all want them. We all, there's so many things you want to get your hands on. So I was like, what can I do to try to bring more opportunities to people to get other stuff in their hands? So that's where the VIP pass-through club was born. We are working with a lot of phenomenal companies to bring discount purchase opportunities to the VIP members for, for their membership. So we have, a, a big list of companies and more on the way, and there's already hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of discounts available to members of the VIP Pass-Through Club. And that's a one-time fee for a full year of VIP access. So lots of discount purchase opportunities on lots of great stuff uh, that be useful for a bow hunter. Um, I've got several more meetings even lined up this week that are hopefully going to lead to more discounts uh, for those members. Um, as we add to the store portion of our website, all the VIP members automatically get 20% off anything on the store tab of our website, which there's going to be some gear added to soon. There'll be more products coming. And, uh, so as soon as they log in their account, those prices automatically adjust for them and they can see what their VIP pricing is on them. And then the most fun part of the VIP pass-through club is we do monthly giveaways and those giveaways are exclusive to those VIP members. So for that one fee, you it's basically like buying 12 raffle tickets because you're entered in 12 monthly drawings for that one fee. And right now, the, the membership fee for the VIP club only breaks down to about 7 bucks a month. So um, those, those are cheap raffle tickets for the kind of prizes we give away because <laughs> um, up to this point, we've given away a Hoyt Pro Defiant. 
a Matthews Halon, an Elite Tempo, a, a spotting scope package from Vortex. Um, we've got another Matthews giveaway coming up soon. We're going to be doing some hunts, some group hunts. We're going to give away spots to those hunts, more bows, more great opportunities of, of cool, very valuable stuff. So, And then we have fun with the way we pick the winners. We shoot stuff, and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> now to uh, now does joining the VIP pass-through club, does that also require a box subscription as well to join? No. Nope. The VIP is completely separate from the boxes. So if, if you're a subscriber to the boxes, it's it's an add-on. Or if you just simply want to be a member of the VIP club by itself, you you can certainly do that. Awesome. This, I mean, it lo- you know everybody loves giveaways, especially in this industry. I feel <laughs> like, man, I don't know how anybody makes any money. Uh, everyone's always giving away something. Heck, I'm giving away stuff right now. So <laughs> right, um, right, but. Hey, on that end of it, though, like, yeah, you're giving it away, but that is so, I can tell you, I didn't even realize it going into it, but that's been some of the most fun I've had is when you have picked a winner for a new bow or a high dollar spotting scope or whatever the case may be, and you get to call them and say, hey, congratulations, you just won this, and you get to hear the excitement and the joy and the Mm -hmm. appreciation, everything on their end, like selfishly, that alone is so rewarding, it's unbelievable. And the stories you get to hear from everybody to, you know, people that were shooting an older bow and this was a huge upgrade for them and and it was awesome to a a guy that had twin three-year-old boys and, you know, I've got one three-year-old boy and I know what a handful he is. I can't imagine having two of them at once. And uh, he was actually, he won the spotting scope. And to hear him say, you know, my my buddies always had cool stuff like this and and I I didn't. And I got to say, well, now you do. And send this package to him. Like it was so incredible. Like uh, you know, that it's just so much fun. Like I can't even really explain it. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I'm getting, uh, you know, I'm running right now. I'm running my uh, my Instagram giveaway. Um, and when I get to 2,000 followers, you know, pick a winner. And I'm I'm up right around 1,500 right now. I think I'm just below 1,500. And so it's it's getting within reach. But uh, right. I've, I've I think about that. I'm like, I'm, su- I'm super excited to, to pick a winner for this. Um, but, you know, speaking of that giveaway, uh, have added uh, uh, first month free to uh, Bowhunter Box Club. Absolutely. Proud to uh, help support that cause, man. Yeah, so it's really definitely good to have you as part of the giveaway. And uh, we're adding Bowhunter Box Club to the partners section of the website. If you head on over there, you'll be able to... Uh, get a discount on uh, these monthly boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Check that out. And uh, we, we would love to have you as part of our Bowhunter Box Club family. And I'll uh, make sure to link out to that on the show notes page. Um, so uh, what are you excited about this year? What uh, what hunts do you have coming up this year? Man, you know what? And it actually just came about last night and this morning. I've been exchanging emails. And there it looks like I'm probably going to be going to Colorado on an archery antelope hunt, and I am super excited about that. Um, I've actually never hunted outside of the state of Texas at this point. Um, I can't wait to go on an elk hunt one day. Uh, that's going to be incredible, but antelope was something I was really excited about and didn't even think it was going to be uh, on my radar at all this year, and some things have come together recently, and it looks like I'm going to be going on an antelope hunt, and I am super, super stoked about that, man. That's super exciting. I Antelope's one of those things, like, I just didn't even think about 
But then kind of after I'd already put in for all my tags and figured out what I was doing for the year, I started hearing more and more about them and, and how much of a fun hunt it is. And I, especially in, uh, from what I understand, it's like, as far as like first hunts go, you know, out of state, it's, it's a good one to do because they're rather plentiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It all just depends on where you go too, though. But you know, I've heard they're very smart, very quick, like, yeah, and, and pretty challenging because a lot of times they can be out in the open and you got to figure out how to close in close enough to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really got interested in them a couple of years ago. I had a good friend of mine, um, actually hunted them in Texas. There's not a lot of them, but if you get in the panhandle of Texas up near New Mexico, there are, there is a uh, population of a pronghorn up there. And, um, he went and hunted them up there and he was like, based on everything he thought he understood of the hunt was going to be like, a, Oh, Hey, go out. And he was rifle hunting. He's like, you know, I you got an effective range of a few hundred yards. He's like, yeah, go out, spot him, you know, shoot one. Like, hey, we'll be done in a couple hours. And it took, <laughs> it did, it didn't turn out that way. He's like, dude, it was so challenging. It was, it was crazy. So it was cool to hear the story. Uh, then I got to go down to his house, and you know, the the shoulder mount it was incredible. And then you just get to recall all the stories again after mm-hmm. you see that. And you know, he also cooked up some antelope for breakfast for us that day, and that was. <laughs> That was great, and I was like, I need to hunt these. <laughs> you know, they are such a cool-looking animal, and I guess everything I've heard about them is that, you know, they're not – it's not necessarily that it's an easy hunt, but they're – you get a lot of chances at them. Right. Like, they're, they're hard to get up to, but you're not – you're not spending a whole week like trying to find an antelope and then be right. lucky if you see one, you know, kind of uh, like elk in some places or, or some of these other animals where it's like it, it removes a little bit of that frustration. It gives you that encouragement because, you know, right. you see the animals. It's just a matter of getting, you know, getting up on them close enough to shoot them. Right. But uh, that's it's it's one hunt I kind of wish I had kind of planned on doing this year, but. Man, I'm I'm excited about it. It was something I certainly wanted to try to actually plan for in the future, and I'm I'm just incredibly grateful for the opportunity that's presented itself. And uh, you know, all things come together. I'm looking forward to that. Plus, uh, here in Texas, we did uh, just get access to a new property uh, this year, which you know is is tougher here than in, in a lot of places. I'm not sure what California presents for you, but um, you know, I think they said 98% of the land in Texas is privately owned, mm-hmm. and so. It's getting year after year after year harder and harder to find quality places to hunt without spending an arm and a leg. So um, we're incredibly lucky um, to have the access to the to the new piece of property we're going to be hunting this year. And um, food plots in, and some game cameras are up, and uh, some protein feeders out there. And some of the pictures we're getting uh, are awfully exciting. So um, and it's a it's an area that's pretty low pressure too, which is hard to find. You know. But there, there's not a lot of hunters in this area. It's up closer to Oklahoma, some bigger body deer than we're used to out in West Texas where we hunt. And I don't know, excited to get out there and, you know, kind of set up and scout out a new place and see what happens. That's cool, man. Yeah, I want to I wanna get out to Texas, actually, for uh, some pig hunting. Um, you know, we got plenty of it here in California, but all y'all out there get to, get to do all the fun stuff. Um, right. Yeah, it's definitely a popular request. People want to come to Texas and hunt hogs. Uh, crazy enough, one of the properties we've been hunting for the last few years is a diamond in the rough. We've got uh, free-range whitetail, free-range axis deer, and no hogs tearing up the place. So, <laughs> um, so it's it's awesome. Um, but yet, you know, it is fun to go go hunt them every now and then. 
um, especially if there is somebody else's place to go help them out and not tearing up your own stuff because they can certainly do a, a lot of damage. But um, we are working on organizing a group hunt for Bowhunter Box Club, and uh, we're going to find a place with some nice, uh, decent accommodations and affordable cost and, and bring people down to uh, do some hog hunting. And um, a lot of places have exotics like axis deer and stuff available. And, you know, if, if that's something you want to do, you could do that too. Well, that's, that's one of the interesting things uh, I kind of learned about Texas is, you know, other than, other than that, it's like, you know, pretty much private land. If you're hunting, you know, you, you better have some connections. Um, but that a lot of the animals are, are the non-native species. And so they're, you kind of, isn't it, you, you kind of just buy one tag and, and you can take a lot of different animals on that tag or that license, right? Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one license. Now there's some different, uh, endorsements that you can buy, but, um, like, so if you're a resident of Texas, like I think it's like 85 or 90 bucks and you're set for the year to hunt or fish all year long with about everything you, you want to. Um, and that includes five whitetail deer tags. Um, and for a non-resident, if you come in and you hunt, like where you talk about those non-native species, you can get a five day, uh, five day hunting license for 48 bucks and come in and hunt hogs and exotics. Now, if you want to hunt whitetails, I believe it's like 300 and something dollars, but it's over the counter. And yeah, you can, you can hunt everything with, you know, the same regulations that, that a resident has. Well, and it's just, it's so funny to me. Like, you know, you say exotics, but like, you don't normally think like exotics, but that includes elk, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that, that's, you know, there, there's, there's a wide range of, uh, the ways to hunt exotics in Texas. Obviously there's the high fence game ranches, um, which those are an interesting topic because the, like, I don't, I don't agree with the small ones. Um, but there's a lot of those that are thousands of acres and, you know, it's, it's really a pretty cool experience, but, um, there are actually parts of the panhandle of Texas and, and that there are some free range elk, not a lot, but there's some, but that counts as an exotic. Uh, one of the most popular ones is axis deer. And I believe they were originally brought in on a game ranch and got out and they've just flourished. And so axis deer are a non-native species and, uh, you can find them free ranging in a lot of areas of the state, whether down in the hill country or out west, where we typically hunt. And uh, they're in they're in great population numbers, and and they are very very cool animals. Oh yeah, I love I absolutely love those things. The first time I saw one, I was like, "What is that thing?" You know, it's I want I definitely. <laughs> what what y'all can't see here is uh, he's uh, he's shown me uh, his mounts on the wall over here. Um, we're on a we're on a little Skype video conference, so uh, he's showing off showing off the axis deer. Yep, yeah, they're they're my favorite man. Um, you know, whitetail are cool and delicious, but axis meat is absolutely incredible. So um, I've been lucky. I've, I've at this point um, I've taken three axis deer, um, and man, it's just they're beautiful animals, uh, unique in their behaviors. Like they they look really cool and you know, the, the quality of the meat is just unbelievable. So if you ever get a chance to hunt them, I highly recommend it. Have you, uh, did you hear the, I think it was Joe Rogan and, uh, John Dudley from knock on, they did the the podcast about axis deer hunting out in Lanai. Yep. Um, and that's, that's where kind of like, I'd heard of axis deer, you know, I heard about the hunting, but like learning about them, uh, from there kind of got me just fascinated with, with them. Um, 
definitely want to check it out. I also, I mean, you know, who would really complain about flying out to Hawaii for a <laughs> for a very plentiful hunt like like that, as they were describing right. it? But uh, yeah, and, and like you said, there's not really a lot of information on them out there. We have them on uh, on a property we hunt out west, um, the western part of Texas, out near San Angelo. Um, and with them out there, you know, and being newer to hunting, I was trying to educate myself as much as possible on those animals. And, and there's just really not a lot of information out there. So as you get to hunt them and kind of learn their behaviors and different little intricacies of the animals, it's it's really cool because, you know, you kind of got to learn it on the fly for the most part. And they're starting to get, gain in popularity, you know, especially you get people like John Dudley and Joe Rogan out hunting them and getting more exposure. It, it's very cool. But, you know, these animals, uh, you know, when they something's not right, they bark. Yeah. I mean, this high-pitched, crazy bark. And, like, as much as you don't want to hear the sound, because it, <laughs> it means they know something's up, it's still a really, really cool deal. And, and I, I've been, I, I guess you want to say lucky enough, but also given the situation, unlucky. But I had a, an axis doe you know, realized something was wrong and it was about 30 yards from me and start barking. And after a while, I mean, it was so loud that up close and personal, it was just like, man, this is crazy. But yeah, so that sound travels a long way. And, you know, much like the way an elk bugles, they do this like bellow that is kind of awful sounding, but kind of cool. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's cool to see and hear and they have stripes their entire lives. They, uh, they literally have like a more of a darkish brown slash red uh, coat, um, dark, or then they have the white spots their whole life and a dark stripe down their back. Just really, really cool animals. And then something a lot of people don't know is that they actually reproduce year round. They're not like like an like a whitetail where we hunt that you have the rut where they you know they, the does come into heat and you have you know that time of year. Uh, the axis deer. Like literally just about any time of the year you go out there, you're going to hear some bellow. You're going to see them in different, <laughs> different phases. And I think got that some helps horny the deer population. out there, man. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but we've literally in the exact same weekend seen axis deer that are hard horned, you know, fully grown, seeing them in velvet where they were partially grown, seeing them like freshly dropped and just starting regrowth to where like, whitetails that's like months worth of difference but you can see that all in the same weekend with axis deer and it's it's crazy but it's really cool that's a trip man they're yeah they're a super cool animal that's <sighs> problem is my list of stuff i want to hunt is just getting longer and longer it doesn't uh <laughs> i don't think anything can ever come off the list it right. just things keep getting added and my vacation <laughs> time doesn't seem to be expanding at all um, <laughs> right I, I, I feel you on that man but uh so uh as we're as we're kind of winding down here you know i always i always like to kind of ask for advice for uh for new hunters for hunters you know people from the city that may feel intimidated on getting into the outdoors and um but you know i think you might have kind of a unique you know not growing up hunting you know a lot of the people like we said i've interviewed they they've grown up hunting. It's something they've done their whole life. Uh, but you as coming in as, I mean, coming into especially bow hunting as an adult, uh, and coming from a more urban area, what is, uh, what is something 
maybe that you wish you had learned sooner or you wish you knew you wish somebody had told you when you had first started this whole process? Man, that that's kind of tough to say because, you know, up, up till this point, all the experiences I've had kind of led to being where I am today. So I don't know if I'd really change anything up to this point, but, um, I guess the biggest thing is like, if you're interested in it, don't be afraid to approach somebody that's into hunting and talk to them. The industry, whether, whether it's the industry business wise or just the community as a whole, it's full of phenomenal people. So they're willing to help you. If you have questions, if you want to know if some, if something's like, well, it doesn't make sense to you, just ask. Don't don't feel intimidated by not knowing. Uh, everybody's more than happy to help, and we need to all offer a warm welcome into, um, you know, hunting as we know it and love it, and and help bring people into it. So, um, I, I'd say if anything is like, you know, maybe I waited too long just to ask some of those questions and sit back on the sideline and feel uncomfortable because I didn't know. So yeah, just reach out and. We will all be happy to help you. No, that's definitely fantastic advice. And I'm not sure I know of a single hunter out there that won't stop and drop absolutely everything to sit and talk hunting. Like, <laughs> there absolutely. are very few people out there that I know that wouldn't do that. But uh, So if people wanted to find you online, uh, where should they reach out for Bowhunter Box Club? Well, they can find us on Facebook or Instagram, uh, Bowhunter Box Club, on both platforms, or you can visit our website at uh, bowhunterboxclub.com. Pretty simple. Very simple. If you can't find that, you are uh, in a lot of trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the line with me today. Um, you know, I will uh, definitely be sending people over your way to uh, try out some new gear and... Uh, get new toys in the mail every month man well i appreciate it you just keep doing what you're doing it's awesome man thank you very much all right y'all that'll do it for episode 29 of living country in the city make sure you give bowhunter box club a visit and get your bow hunting goodies every month you can find their info along with all of the sites we've discussed on today's podcast by visiting our show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 29 now get your discount for that first month of your subscription or your first year of the VIP Pass-Through Club by visiting our partners page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash partners. You'll see all the info for Bowhunter Box Club there. Now if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a single episode. And take a moment to leave me an honest rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. I'd really appreciate it. But in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. All right, here, here we go. We'll go take two. What's my name? No worries, man. That's the other thing about coming in here. It's at least I'm, I'm like wearing pants when I do these interviews. I'm doing them somewhat <laughs> professionally, you know. <laughs> <laughs>